Welcome back to the Evidence-Based Rheumatology Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Putman, and this is episode 65, Anaphromab in Systemic Lupus Erythematosus, A Reply. Now, astute listeners will probably point out that I already talked about anaphromab in episode 55. If you haven't heard episode 55, I recommend you go back, have a listen, and then come back here, and we can just take off from there. Got it? Okay. Now, welcome back if you had to do that. If you didn't, Sorry for that brief interlude. Now, the thing that I want to highlight today is my complaints about patient-reported outcome measures in these trials. What is a patient-reported outcome measure? These are very important for rheumatology. The main outcome measures that we use in our field are things like the ACR20. This is partially a patient-reported symptoms, partially physician-reported symptoms, and partially laboratory abnormalities. All of these things are good and important. The best outcome measure, in my opinion, is actually all-cause mortality, but we don't do very much of that in rheumatology. Now, none of those are explicitly patient-reported outcome measures. Patient-reported outcome measures come from the patients themselves and only from the patients. Great examples of these are the SF36 or the HACDI. These measures allow the patient to answer a bunch of questions about how their life is going, what things they have trouble doing, and essentially get to the question of, Has my quality of life improved since I started using this medication? I think these are very valuable and very important, and I'm a big believer in using them. With that background, I'd like to jump right into my letter, the response to my letter, and then give some thoughts about this space in general. So, here goes. Anaphromab in systemic lupus erythematosus to the editor. Discordant results from the treatment of uncontrolled lupus via the interferon pathway, TULIP-1 and the TULIP-2 trial, have stimulated discussion about whether the BICLA, the SRI4, or some combination thereof accurately measures response in patients with active systemic lupus erythematosus. Few practicing clinicians could name the components of either assessment, and in my experience, fewer still have ever used them. A simple, clinically meaningful question, such as, do you feel better, could clarify this debate. Both trials evaluated multiple patient-reported outcome measures, including the Medical Outcome Study 36 Item Short-Form Health Survey, SF36, the Functional Assessment of Chronic Illness Therapy, Facet Fatigue Scale, and the Patient Global Assessment Score. None of these outcomes were reported in either article. If anaprofolumab did not improve patient-reported outcomes, this information should be made available. To this, the authors replied, Putman suggests that the question, do you feel better, would clarify endpoint performance in interventional trials involving patients with SLE. We respectfully demur. (laughs) Although the literature shows disparities between physician and patient health concerns in SLE, the role of patient report outcomes in discriminating between treatments in SLE trials remains unresolved. More objective measures of disease activity and glucocorticoid use are known to predict long-term outcomes and mortality in SLE and remain discriminatory, which is why they were prioritized as outcomes in the TULIP trials. The authors concur that patient report outcome measures, such as the patient global assessment score and the change from baseline in the SF36 score, are important. Several of these measures were used in the TULIP trials, but a combination of space and time constraints prevented the results from being reported with the primary outcomes. Analysis of these and other endpoints are ongoing end letters. So those are the letters, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about this. I have to say that I thoroughly enjoyed the author's use of the word demure, and their tone in general was uh, entertaining for me. That said, I wasn't wholly convinced by their argument, and here's why. There was a lot of ink spilled over whether the BICLA or the BILAG or the SRI4 or any of these crazy outcome measures best got to the heart of lupus, But at the end of the day, the question for me is, does this medicine work well? Not just, does it show any benefit? 
there are a lot of disease states where we check patient report outcome measures regularly, and they improve dramatically. If you look at rheumatoid arthritis trials, for instance, pretty much all of the patient report outcome measures improve. If you look at the GIACTA trial for giant cell arthritis, patient report outcome measures improved quite a lot. When you have a medicine that works, patients report improvements in their quality of life. They tell you, I can button my shoes, I can get out the door. They tell you that things are going better for them. If they tell you that things are not going better for them, i.e. there's no improvement on PROs, then that makes me a little bit concerned about the medicine. In the case of anaphrolimab, I wouldn't have been terribly concerned if both trials, the TULIP-1 and the TULIP-2, had shown a significant benefit with their respective concocted endpoint measure. In this case, we have discordant results between the two. For me, a tiebreaker would have been to ask the patient, did you feel better? Did your life get better? Were you able to do things you couldn't do before you took this medicine? The answer to that question remains unpublished at this point. It may be that we'll see the patient reported outcome measures in a couple weeks or months or years, and they may be a lot better for people who've got anaphrolimab. And if that's the case, I'm probably not going to worry at all about the TULIP-1 trial that was not statistically significant, and I'll say, look, these patients seem to get better. This is worth it. I'm going to use this medication. If, as I kind of suspect, that didn't help, then I'm not going to be terribly excited to use the medication. It may have improved some small aspect of disease activity. In this case, it appears to be skin, but it didn't improve the patient's quality of life overall. I'd imagine this medication is going to cost well over 50000 per year, and at that cost, and with some side effects that are inherent to all medications, if it doesn't improve quality of life, I'm going to be less excited to use it. I agree with the authors that patient-reported outcome measures aren't the only thing that matters, and they certainly may not be even the best way to assess a trial. But I do think that they are a thing that matters, and I think they're a thing that matters quite a lot. That's doubly true when your other outcome measures seem to conflict. So I hope this was an interesting little redux to an old thing we talked about. It was a short podcast and one that I had fun recording. So hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at EBRoom, and have a great week.